Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BMB, and with me is my co host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss two new summer shows How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, and They Eat It at Deaten Deities Know Only Peace. These are both kind of long titles, aren't they? They are. Yeah, and we're actually starting off straight into the summer season. I think we are skipping our summer preview that we typically do since we're a little later into the season than usual. We're about almost halfway through for some of these shows, right? Because we're going to start with How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, which is already at its sixth episode. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We've been sucking. Slacking's the right word. I mean, Drago, there was a shit ton of anime last season that we had to finish up and talk about. Like, that was an epically long episode. Okay, well, I was slacking. You were working uh, hard. I was busy with house stuff. <laughs> but here we are now with two more shows. And why don't you give us a little bit of a discussion about how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom? Oh, so this one, it's another isekai show. There's this guy who's uh, isekai into the fantasy world. And he meets the king, and the the twist on this one is that uh, the the kid uh, graduated high school and took a high school government class, and he read a book by Machiavelli, so he knows everything about government. And in the first uh, ten minutes, he convinces the king what an expert he is, and the king makes him the new king, and also uh, tells him to marry his daughter. <laughs> Wait, I actually totally forgot. Did they show in the show the Machiavelli book and the studies that he did as a student? I thought so. I somehow totally forgot about it. And I think it might have been because watching the first episode, I have to admit my expectations were really low because I was like, oh, this is an isekai. It's a generic (laughs) guy, main character. Man, this isn't really interesting. Wait a minute, this is kind of interesting. Wait a minute, why is he king now? Okay, I'm kind of really into the show now. <laughs> oh, really? I, I still agree with your initial impressions. <laughs> really? I think I am enjoying the show more. I'm willing to admit that I'm having fun with this show. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it for me is I read the manga before, so it, oh, it's okay. also a surprise for me, I guess. Okay, so you, you weren't surprised. You knew what you were walking into. I knew what I was walking into. And okay. I, I still know what, like, the next six episodes will be like, basically. <laughs> well, did you enjoy the manga, at least? Like, it was, did you finish it? Is it ongoing? I think it's ongoing still. Okay. I, I kept reading it. It's definitely not my favorite or anything, but it, uh-huh. it, it was mildly entertaining. It's enough to keep you reading. Yeah, I guess so. Do you know any more by this? It says the original story is by Dozemaru, and I don't know anything about him. Does he have any other works that he's done that you're familiar with? Because when I looked into it, I couldn't really find much. But, you know, I'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to staff. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's good at anything else. At least nothing that was on uh, Mao. Okay, yeah, I, I looked at NA list and I didn't see anything really. And I just did like a brief Google search and didn't come up with anything. So if anyone listening is familiar with him and knows, feel free to let us know. But yeah. I was just kind of curious what his track record was and then didn't have anything to go off of. Yeah, it looks like this is the only thing. And same with the artist for the manga. Well, I guess this was originally originally a novel. 
Oh, I could see that. I feel like, you know, how isekai are with their world building, that they, like many fantasies, are better told, like, in longer <laughs> form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I can definitely more... see it being a, uh, a novel. More detail. So are you just watching this to keep watching it because it's only mildly interesting, or is there anything else that interests you in the show? <laughs> Why am I watching this? Oh, no! Oh, no! I, I feel like there is... Uh... My options are limited this season. There's not too much I liked, so I, I had uh, lower oh, really? standards than normal. I probably would have dropped this last season. But yeah, I think it's kind of boring. I dislike these things that like call themselves realist. Like, oh, government is so simple. If only someone would just be realistic, it would be easy to govern and everything would work out. And I... I feel like that's very naive. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, because it is, I'm assuming this is catered towards younger audiences, right? I and so you so, want to yeah. make it palatable enough, interesting enough to where they're like, hey, that kind of makes sense. Maybe this is good information to have. Maybe this is something I should be knowledge about, even in my own real life, right? I guess so, yeah. Because I think if they go into too much detail, again, it depends on the audience they're aiming for. You're going to lose them. Yeah. I am not the target audience, but I have... Uh, Lost interest from not enough detail and oversimplification. Perhaps it's because this is just different than other isekai, so I was just surprised. And so I've just sort of been curious to see where this kind of character is going to take them. Right. For someone who's supposed to be like a realist, uh, a Machiavellian, whatever, he's uh, he's very naive, I think. He like kind of gets power by being handed to him, and uh, no one really opposes him, although probably that's going to change soon. Definitely bit. handed to him, right? Because it's not like he tried to get it. Like yeah. you said in your summary, that he was sort of explaining or coming up with ideas for the king, and the king's like, you know what? You'll do better than me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just it's kind of funny when it pretends to be like all of Machiavellian, when in reality, like uh, someone else would have overthrown this king years ago. So. You know, you keep bringing up Machiavellianism, and I hope I'm not throwing you out on a limb here, but do you think you can, like, maybe give a few points for uh, listeners who might not be familiar? Sure. He's this Italian guy who wrote this book called The Prince about, like, how to rule a kingdom. And it, it was very much like, uh, oh, don't trust anyone. You have to be power, be powerful and, I don't know, like, being a balance of cruelty and bribery type things. I forget a lot of the details, but it's stuff like that. And the general understanding of it is it's like very cold-blooded ruler-like. Although some people thought it it may have also been a parody, but most people don't know that. Do you think you see that actually being applied here in the show? Not really, no. (laughs) Yeah, because I was going to say, listening to you, I don't feel like he is being cruel or callous to any of the other characters or any of the people in the kingdom. Like, he's more direct about things. And when he's being like, you know, why, why are we holding on to these jewels? Putting aside the ones that are heritage, like they are the identity of the kingdom, like all this other wealth that you're just like sitting on and not using, mm-hmm. you know, why <laughs> when yeah, we yeah. can use this more Yeah, I guess the, the subplot that annoys me the most is this whole like choosing experts in different things. Oh, okay. I don't know, like, oh, who would have ever thought of asking experts before? Such a brilliant king. <laughs> so you think it's kind of like, well, obviously you would choose experts. 
Kind of, yeah. Although I guess yeah. he does like choose experts and stupid things. Seemingly stupid, right? Wasn't that the whole thing that made Akuya be like, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to follow you, but we'll see how you treat this dude who's into food, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which most other people would think is stupid, but maybe this king might see the uh, promise to this, which apparently he does. Yeah, and keeps him on. I guess so. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just another thing I hate is the love plot. What love plot? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what love plot? There's no love here. I mean, you can tell that they're like paired together and the girl is kind of interested, but I don't know if really, and he doesn't seem to be interested at all. Oh, I thought they like already agreed to get married and now he's finding his, his second and third wives. Because she gave him permission. Permission. I don't think he ever really agreed to it. I like, see. he was like, I'm going to hand this off to you, but I don't really believe that he fully accepted it. Like, I think he fully intends to just break that off, right, when he's done and pass it back to her. While she, like, over her time working with him, seems to become more and more interested in him and is kind of wanting to marry him now. Mm-hmm. But I don't really find it very believable. More interesting. Agreed. It's so boring. <laughs> In fact, yeah. the most interesting moments for me were s- completely around the food episode, so <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoyed seeing him, like, Poncho bring up all these types of foods and be like, okay, well, let's air this for everyone to see. And it turned into sort of like a food channel episode <laughs> as they're, like, showcasing how to eat all these different foods to people. Uh, that was fun, for me at least. I don't know. If I wanted that, I should have just finished Shokugekino so <laughs> Yeah, but it's different, right? Because that's them warring against one another and being ridiculous and like, oh, look at me, make this amazing thing. Here, it's just like more practical, like, hey, here's a food that you didn't really consider eating, or it's from a different place that you're not familiar with and never thought of as food, and you can eat it. Here's how you eat it. I guess. Yeah, I, I, that, that part is not very interesting to me, though, just because I'm not familiar with this world at all and what's in there. And basically all I have to go on is like, oh, it must be clever because they told me it's clever. I mean, who would have thought to make fucking pasta out of slimes? I thought that was genius, Drago. Come on. (laughs) I was like, what? What? They can eat them? Did you ever have zucchini pasta? I think I have and I found it extremely dissatisfying. Oh, it sounds better than slime pasta. You know when I heard slime pasta, it made me think of sort of like glass noodles or... um, Uh, Yeah. I've had some other similar type of noodles, but I thought it sounded interesting. I would have eaten it. I would have tried it, for sure. The the soy sauce, like, I don't know what to call them, like grasshoppers? Those ones kind of worried me, but... (laughs) I would have tried that, too. I probably would have tried everything. I just thought it was funny to see their reactions to it. Yeah. So you're going to watch this to the end, do you think? Probably. Like you said, there are less shows this season that I am really into, that I'm invested into, so I'm probably going to drop a lot of them. I already have dropped many others, uh, and we'll see of the ones that I'm currently watching how many will actually make it through to the end, and I think this might be one of them, even if it's not at the top end. Yeah, I already dropped this fourth show I was watching. Oh no. There's only one night a week I can watch Mahuka. You know, I have you to think, though, about the next show that uh, we can talk about now if you are ready to. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the E to 10 deities know only peace. I actually totally forgot about this show or I didn't even remember it if I did see it. So I'm really glad that you brought this one up because I caught up on it pretty quickly. There's only four episodes out right now. Yeah, I forgot about it too until last week. <laughs> I don't think anyone's watching this, even though it's one of the... Wait, best- what? It's on Crunchyroll, so people should have access to it pretty easily. Oh, well, I've never seen anyone on Twitter talk about it. That's what You're I mean kidding by me. no one. 
I don't see how you can't talk about this show. Have you seen anyone talk about it besides me? No, no, I told you I've been totally oblivious to this show until you brought it up. So it's kind of baffles me. Yeah. I Is it because it like started oblivious. airing later, but there's already four episodes out. So yeah, it started like two weeks after everything else. Maybe that's why? Oh, by the way, there's another show that's airing, like, today, like, all 12 episodes at once. What? Oh, is this through, like, Netflix, I or...? Think so, I think so, yeah. Which one is it? Oh, I lied. It's not today, it's on Friday. Fena Pirate Princess by Production IG. Ooh, Pirate Princess sounds interesting, and I usually like Production IG shows, so... Yeah, I'll have to That's see interesting that all like. 12 will be out. Yep. Well, let's talk about E to 10. <laughs> e to 10 deities, which... As far as I know, they're just really strong gods. Had this huge war against demons way back in the day. Uh, what is it, like 800 years prior to the current story? Yep. And they sacrificed themselves, all of them except the youngest one, sacrificed themselves to seal away the demons and save mankind. And it's been 800 years since that one girl who was back then just their apprentice has strengthened up in the meanwhile, and she is the strongest one now. And she has a pupil, and there are a couple of other like, younger Edaten who, they were all born after the case, and so they've only known peace, hence the title. And they're nowhere near as strong as she is. They're a lot weaker, and they don't really understand, you know, her obsession with, like, watching this place where the ceiling occurred and always be being ready for maybe a demon uprising happening again, even though they shouldn't be there anymore. And it's just basically them and what happens when demons do start appearing again. That's a good summary. Except the demons are not what they remember, right? At least not what she remembers, because the demons back then were huge and dumb. <laughs> and now the demons look like humans and seem to be intelligent. Yeah, they've uh, picked up some of the human intelligence. They have evolved. And I want you to cross-check me, but when I looked up information on this show, I saw that the original story was by Amahara, apparently who did Interspecies Reviewers. Oh my gosh, you're right. Now, I didn't watch Interspecies Reviewers, but you did, right? Uh, I did, uh, yes, with Classy, I'm ashamed to admit. I was a little horrified when I saw the connection, although not too surprised when I thought about it. They both have, like, a certain creativity to them. <laughs> Do they now? <laughs> <laughs> they do. My whole thought was, okay, I didn't really watch Interspecies Reviewers, so I can't give good insight to that. But based on some of the scenes that I saw in Edaton, I just feel like there's a callousness towards women, female characters, that I feel like might have been in Interspecies Reviewers, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's not towards women in particular. It's all around. <laughs> all around, okay. Well, there is a callousness towards humankind in Edaten, right? Yes, and same with uh, interspecies reviewers. They both yeah. have this kind of like absurdist humor thing. I never would have guessed that, though. I was shocked when you told yeah, me Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay then. <laughs> And then you have character design by Cool Kyo Shinja, who did Dragon Maid. I can't understand what my husband is saying. Peach Boy Riverside, which is also airing this season. And I can definitely see that with their faces, you know, their expressions from Dragon Maid. And I can understand what my husband is saying. I can really see that in the eyes. Yeah, they are very expressive characters. I just thought right from the get-go when I watched the show and I heard like the intro music and I saw the art style and the character designs, I was thinking that this show has a lot of style it and does. it has got to be popular 
I don't know what you're saying that about no one's watching this show. I, I can't see how no one's watching this show, given its style. Well, how, you never heard of it there. <laughs> yeah, but I live in a hole, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> what I mean is, like, I'm not as active anymore, right? So I'm not surprised that I didn't hear about it. But if you're saying that you didn't hear about it from other people, that's kind of shocking. No, that's really shocking to me. I live in, like, half a hole. Not as much as you, but... I, I didn't hear anyone talking about it either. So bizarre. Everyone's they're gonna they're gonna start soon. Raid. Yeah, really. I so I'm pretty sure they will. If if they so don't, good. they're just they're way more oblivious than I thought. Yeah, it just it looks so cool. It does. I even watched the OP and ending. That's how much I like. They're this both style. really good, although I have very mixed feelings about the ending. But we can get to that later. Who even is that in the ending? I was confused. It's that demon chick. I'm pretty sure it's Pissara, the leader, the general of those human. Oh, the evil general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's her strutting around. That's why I, I no have wonder mixed I was feelings. So confused. Yeah. I was like, did Rin change her hairstyle? <laughs> no, that is definitely not Rin. So yeah, let's see. We sort of have like the two teams, right? You have like the Edaten. Where you had the most powerful Rin, her pupil Prontea, who graduated some years back, and then like the kids, Haruto, Paula, and Isley. Right. And then you have the demons. The first one we really see is Dr. Obami, which I guess we're not quite sure he's a demon, although I think he is. I'm not, I'm not certain. Oh, I thought that smart kid seemed to think he's not a demon. Isley thinks he's human, but I mean, he's been decapitated and he's still alive. So how is that the case? <laughs> oh, I don't well, understand. Maybe now he's a robot. Well, yeah, he looks like he's attached the head to a robot, right? But I don't understand how he survived in the first place. He's a mad scientist. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Obami is like the only one who seems to have knowledge of the Edaten. I know you have Rin as the only one who survived from the, the original battle like 800 years back. And then Dr. Obami seems to be like the oldest of the demons that we know of, or at least the most knowledgeable of them. Right. And then there are a few, there are a lot of demons. But I think the ones that are most memorable is that chick, Pisara. Who seems to have, like, a bit of a cult following, which I find extremely disturbing. And then also, (laughs) Nickel? Nickel? More more believable than Realist Hero, but continue. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Nickel, which is the the demon that we see have that fight off with uh, Rin. Oh, I forgot who he is already. He's the first one that, like, goes to fight her directly. Oh, the one they killed. Yes. Oh, I spoiled it. It's too bad to spoil it because everyone in this show is OP, right? Right, right. And so... When you describe them as teams, I'm not sure, like, if they all are really on the same team. Yeah, go ahead with that. Eastley is clearly plotting something. Something, yeah. I'm not sure what. He's hiding things from from Gren and the other ones. I'm not sure how in league he is with Prontea or if he's hiding things from Prontea as well. Yeah, they're clearly both hiding some things from Gren. But Easley well, seems to be hiding other things. I think Fronte yeah. is just uh, terrified He's just scared of, of her. I think. <laughs> <laughs> just like his whole like reaction to hearing her voice. It's like, wow, that's that's some severe trauma right there. But can't really blame him based oh, no. on what she does. <laughs> I mean, somehow he graduated. I don't know how that happened. If he's still that scared of her, and I think it's interesting his reaction towards Haruto and being like, "How long has he been studying with Rin?" He's <laughs> strangely resilient, you know, given that. <laughs> how Prontia turned out and Haruto isn't that scared yeah <laughs> but you're right that there's like this a little bit of a divide yeah and same with the demons oh okay I mean they have like this council of demons but they're all jockeying for position they initially all want to be the first to fight and then they want to be the last and the doctor seems to be hiding some stuff from them 
Doesn't that seem more demon-like, though? <laughs> that does seem more demon-like. I, I honestly think the uh, the gods are more scary than the demons so far, though. <laughs> I mean, they're terrifying. Like, why are they so strong? Yeah. <laughs> The, the only thing saving humanity is that the gods don't care about them. Yeah, what I think is really interesting, when they went into the whole spiel about how are the Ten created, mm-hmm. and how they're created from a need of humans. Right. So, like, these ones that are born, these careless ones who have only known peace, like, they were born because of humans warring on humans, right? Although, I guess now you might be more suspicious being like, well, were they actually humans? Or are there humans that were sort of put into motion by these human demons upon each other? Right, that's a good point. But, I mean, this is what's created these younger Edithen who don't really have a sense of responsibility. They don't really see why they need to save humanity. They don't see why they have to, to train. Yeah, and even Ren, like, she doesn't care about saving humanity. She no. cares about defeating the demons. When she first finds out and kills Nikel, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we, what should we do after this? Her gut instinct, with no one else prompting her, is let's fucking wipe them out along with all the humans. <laughs> right? In that yep. one nation? Yep. Is it Zabul or something? Yeah. No hesitation. She wants to just go straight to the problem, destroy that entire kingdom and the demons and humans together. Yeah, she has no problem with that. Yeah. So maybe she, maybe Isli is uh, right to hide things from her. Yeah, I'm really kind of curious what kind of information that is and what his personal feelings about everything is. Because you have her who's so isolated at that ceiling site, right? But then you have people like Prontea and now we know Isli who's been with him. Like they hang out at the human city. Right, so they must interact with humans a lot more, and right. perhaps, perhaps they have affection for them. I don't know. Yeah, they seem kind of evil, but and maybe they're not. Maybe it's uh, maybe they're not. They're trying to protect the humans. I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> because as we are up to now, I'm going to do this as a warning for listeners. But like the first episode ended in rape, right? And I think you warned me about this too. I did warn you about. That. I forgot about it. How did you forget about it? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I read that comment from you, but it was a, a little bit longer before I sat down and I watched the first episode. Oh, I see. And so, like, I was having so much fun with the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the ending, and I just felt like it slapped me out of nowhere. I felt the same way. That's why I, I was like, you. wait a minute. <laughs> okay, this is, this is war. This definitely happens in war, that you have, like, men pillaging, raping, and, oh, okay, the show is going to be way more graphic and show us the scene. As it's happening. And I was having flashbacks to, I think, Devilman Crybaby with uh, the rape scene that was occurring and how they were treating it almost like a dance. I never watched Devilman Crybaby, but that sounds awful. Oh, I mean, like, because in this show, like, the the colors, the psychedelic colors that were going on, and then you have, like, the soldiers twirling around with her, and it was almost dance-like and, like, artistic in a really perverse way. Yeah, it was definitely, um, I don't know, they... They didn't seem as disturbed about it as they should be. <laughs> Maybe this is, like, intentional, right? Like, they used sort of circusy music. They made it look colorful and dance-like. And that pairing is just so wrong to me that I felt extremely repulsed to the actions themselves. Now, I don't know if this might repulse people from the show itself, but I think I was appropriately disgusted by what I was seeing, like, occur by these soldiers. Yeah, it was a very disturbing scene. 
And then you have, this is before I knew she was a demon. You had the general, Pisara, right? And she's egging them on and telling them to go rape and pillage and take everything and destroy everything. And the way she's talking about it, I was like, you're a female too. Like, I don't see how you can tell them to do these things. And then you find out she's a demon. Kind of makes a little bit of sense. She doesn't care about humanity. And then you find out, oh, okay, the closing credits of this anime are doing this really cool cutesy thing where it's making these demon girls out to be cutesy. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I wasn't disturbed by that part because I didn't even realize who they were. (laughs) Yeah, well, and then like I was reading people's views on the show and I was reading people who are fans of the demon girls, specifically Pisara. And then there's like that one twisted one who's kind of the succubusy one. And they seem to have quite a lot of fans. And I just want to be like, what the fuck is wrong with humanity? What is wrong with you people? Like, this, to me, is just so wrong that they are cutifying, I don't know if that's the right word, these characters. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I mean, presumably, they'll do other things in the future. So maybe it's, maybe they'll change or something. Like, they'll change and become more it. human and caring? I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> maybe. But, like, right now, I'm just... I'm I'm actually disgusted. You're going to hate Chainsaw Man. <laughs> what? Chainsaw Man has a lot of characters like that. Yeah. I don't see where they get off like trying to make me like or sympathize with this character given everything that they encourage. Yeah. Uh, you can just pretend it's Ren with a new hairstyle. I wish it was Ren and even like Paula. Paula's kind of funny how weak she is. I'm hoping she'll get stronger <laughs> over the course of this season, but Right. We'll see. Yeah, the thing about that rape scene was it was just so out of place. There's like no hint it really did in the previous in the rest of the episode that it would ever get this dark. I think that's why I was so shocked. Like maybe you told you did tell me, but I was thinking maybe it would appear in a later episode because it's like this is such a cool first episode. Let's end on a high note, and they fucking end with that. <laughs> exactly, it was messed up. And so like the episode ended, and Kay and I were just sitting there, and I was like, well. <laughs> Shall we move on to the second episode? I am very disturbed right now. Yeah, and it never really got that disturbing again. Although there were some, like, a little disturbing parts. I mean, you see her again, right? When they Mm -hmm. talk about the creation of the Edaten and how they come about, and they, like, sort of did snapshots uh, throughout that area of during the war, like, during the battle, showing people asking for help, and they show her again. And then you have the general giving her speech, telling them to to rape and pillage and all that. Right. But it wasn't as shocking as that first scene. But overall, I'm uh, this is probably one of the shows besides Mahuka that I'm looking forward to most each week. It was very easy, just like watch at least four episodes altogether. Exactly. Like, very easy, just marathon them one after the other, and I didn't feel long. I even like the, what do you call them? The the shots in between, like halfway through the episode. The catch scenes. Yeah, I, I love catch. that too. I didn't notice those. I'll have to pay more attention next time. Yeah, yeah, you should go back and, and look at them. And they're very, very, very short, very brief, but I just kind of like them. Hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going. And hopefully we won't have any other scenes like we saw at the end of the first episode. I don't even know if that was still necessary. I don't think so. Oh, well. What was your favorite scene so far in these past four episodes? My favorite scene? That's a hard yeah. question. I guess I like all the, all the kids being dumb. <laughs> you would. <laughs> the one kid getting beat up and the the little girl getting tricked by everybody and the little boy plotting stuff. And that, uh, oh, I like Pronte's trauma. <laughs> oh, yeah. His whole, like, Rin? And then his meltdown. Yes. <laughs> what about you? 
I, I do enjoy just how out of depth these younger 8 to 10 are. <laughs> They are having a very rude awakening. And I also, I just really like Rin's character, how she's sort of the strong leader, strong, silent leader, uh, who speaks with her fists, not so much with her mouth. (laughs) And uh, not that I encourage violence or anything. I just, I don't know. There's something about her character that's likable to me. Yeah, she is a very interesting character. She deserves an ending song. She deserves an ending song. That's right. And I liked her (laughs) battle with Mikkel, like... Just her very analytical, like, hmm, you know, when you do that, I can get really close to you. <laughs> huh. And then how she she wasn't even trying because she thought it was a human. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, you're not a human. Well, then let me just kill you. And it happened so fast. Oh, and I remember being excited to see her sword come out because Kiwu had actually pointed this out when we were watching Mm -hmm. the opening credits. He's like, how come her teachers, and then it shows a moment like with her later, how come they have swords? How come we don't see swords right now with her and the kids? And then that battle happens and she pulls the sword out and they talk about being able to manifest a sword like that. It has to like really be a part of your identity, which I thought was kind of cool. I guess that's and right, I think right. that's that's hand in hand with why Pronte is able to do magic, right? There's something that Isley helped him with, right? right. That makes it so he's able to do that. Yeah, he's a big chuny. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't seem very powerful, but at least he can do it. He needs more training. Yes. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Coon and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.